I ended up just leaning into it and really kind of asking those higher level questions. And a big part of that too was me coming to terms with the fact that I had to get my own answers for my own self. I couldn't get them from anyone else. I couldn't outreach to anyone in the sense of saying like, what should I do or how do I do this? And so a part of this journey has really been me diving in deeper to really figuring out, you know, where are my answers? And I will say from experience, we do have all of our answers from within us. But you have to be willing to do that work. And what do I mean by doing that work? The things that really make you uncomfortable are usually those indicators that's trying to get your attention. You know, when you really dive into those areas that make you uncomfortable, whether it be relationships or whatever it is, those are where a lot of your answers lie. And that's kind of been what has taken me to this place of where I am right now has been just really diving into what are Leanne's needs, you know, how do I see fit and not outsourcing, getting my information wholeheartedly. I feel like, yes, you will get breadcrumbs when you need them. So there's going to be things that you listen to. Maybe there's things in this podcast where you're like, ah, that's an aha moment, or that's a little breadcrumb, or that's a synchronicity um, that I needed in order for you to find the answers. But from my own experience, you they have to resonate with you and you have to be able to dive within yourself in order to know what the next step is. Hello and welcome beautiful souls to the Soulful Journey podcast. I'm Leanne, your host and fellow explorer on this incredible spiritual journey. So are you all about seeking those aha breakthrough moments and just really striving to be that best version of yourself? Well, if so, then you are amongst friends here because this podcast is like our digital campfire where we swap stories, we chat about the wild ride of spiritual awakening and just really embrace every step of becoming our most authentic selves. So kick back, relax, and grab a cup of something magical as we dive deep, laugh a bunch, and maybe even raise an eyebrow or two as we explore this crazy journey of spiritual awakening together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soulful Journey. I am Leanne. I am your host and fellow traveler in this crazy journey we call life. Um, I just wanted to thank everyone who is taking the time to listen in and tune into this podcast. You know, it's been for me personally a long time coming to get here. And, you know, there's so many things that it's funny how you see your life start to go one way and then you start doing that and things switch and it becomes a whole nother ride, which is kind of what this whole experience is for me, um, is really, you know, something that I could have never expected, but yet here we are as the universe does that for us quite a, quite a bit, you know, <laughs> you think your life is going one way and then it goes somewhere else. And, um, that's kind of, you know, what a part of my journey has been is every time I think I have it figured out, I realize, I don't, which I think makes that part of the fun is, you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. So, you know, a big part of me kind of starting this podcast, um, first things first, is really just to, you know, 
challenge myself and to face my fears. Um, doing something like this alone, it's which I'll get into my story, I'm sure, throughout um, you know the the different episodes, and I'll speak a little bit about it uh, today as well. But you know, part of my journey has really been believing in myself and believing, you know, that I can do things. And it's funny because traditionally I've been that, that person where, um, it's like, I don't believe it until I see it. And so I'm really working on that. Hence, you know, what this is, is instead of being like, Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. It's like, just do it and do things that make you get out of your comfort zone. So this is definitely something that I'm doing on my own, um, to kind of channel, you know, that, that, okay, I got this. Let's, let's figure it out. Let's see, you know, kind of what I'm made of, if you will. So, you know, I really just wanted to kind of start with you guys saying, you know, my reason behind, you know, wanting to start this podcast, obviously, as I said, you know, a piece of that was me really wanting to challenge myself and to face my fears, which I think is a big part of, um, you know, the spiritual awakening process, really just life in general. Um, I'm definitely one of those people or was traditionally not as much so anymore where uh, comfort was where I would kind of go to, you know, which I think a lot of us find ourselves going into those places of comfort um, because they're familiar, you know, but what I have realized, especially within the last three years, because I started my spiritual awakening, if you will, or my soulful journey, as I like to call it, um, about 2020. But since I've been on that, it's been all about, you know, kind of getting myself out of my comfort zone and really challenging myself in that way and not playing the safe card, you know. So when I say soulful, a big part of that to me was because I really wanted to make my own soul full. You know, I did all these things and I kind of followed the program, if you will, as a lot of people, I think, find themselves, um, you know, when it came to my career and things like that. And I still felt a big part of my soul was missing something, you know, like it was just this little, this little aching, like, I know you're doing all this stuff, but there's still something missing there. And um, so really, you know, this whole awakening journey um, really is a journey. And that's another thing that I've learned that it's not the destination. It's really the journey and, you know, kind of navigating through step by step beat by beat. (laughs) Um, But a big part of that has been just trying to make my soul full. And I'm getting to a place where I'm realizing the more that, you know, I'm kind of diving in, getting to know myself and challenging myself to do things that get me out of what I historically would do um, has really helped me have the most growth and the most kind of aha moments, if you will. So um, to get kind of started here in regards to just, you know, my own soulful journey. A big part of my journey has been to be able to really listen to myself and diving within. So what kind of started my my whole entire spiritual awakening was, like I said, back in 2020. So I was at the time in grad school and I was finishing up my internship. I had three more months left um, before I would be graduating and then become a school psychologist. So all of my schooling is 
in both education and it was also in psychology. And, you know, outside of high school, I just to kind of backpedal a little bit, you know, I was definitely one of those people that I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I have no idea, you know, what I want or what I like. And so I was constantly switching majors, like in some ways, but switching, you know, what I wanted to be when I grew up. But (laughs) when I was faced with those questions, I was like, I don't feel like I I'm a grown up, you know, I feel as if I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have a clue. And that's also been a big part of my own journey is just learning to trust myself through the process and not follow, you know, a program, if you will, um, because that's what I was so used to. I was so accustomed to kind of following along with a script. But when I did that, I always felt a sense of emptiness. That's that hole that I was kind of talking about. And But a lot of that was just kind of following what I thought was expected of me. But then when it comes to that point in your life when you're like, oh, what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? It kind of feels like you're lost. And that's how I felt. I felt kind of lost because I never really knew what does Leanne truly want. So back to when I was in grad school. So I had always loved children and loved the whole premise of psychology. So when I found out about, you know, school psychology, I was like, that's it. This, this has to be it. You know, this kind of feels like this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, But again, it wasn't something that I can honestly say was truly authentic to me. Um, There was pieces of it that I liked, but it wasn't something that I felt called to do. So I still felt in a way I was following this career path, if you will, um, for kind of the wrong reasons. I had some interests, I had some likes, but it wasn't that I loved it. And I also was following because I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good paycheck. And, you know, I'll have that, that big girl job that I can feel like proud about myself. And that's fine and dandy for some. But for me, I definitely was just kind of almost still playing that safe card to where I didn't feel truly called to it. I was just still doing again what I thought was expected of me. Um, and what I thought was expected by society's standards. So, you know, it was 2020 and uh, it was March and then the pandemic hit. And so this was right when my internship was getting super gnarly and it was like very stressful. Um, I was never really one that was really good about handling my stress, you know, how I was. The panic, the freak out, um, lots of anxiety. And then I would be like, oh, living for the weekend, you know, as soon as the weekend comes, then I'll drink and be able to kind of let loose and not have to worry about my problems. Like definitely that escape kind of behavior um, was what was comfortable for me, even though it wasn't the best for me. And so I, you know, had the pandemic hit and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is this is so amazing. So for me in in my, you know, current circumstance because it was so stressful, I was able to get to a place where I was like, "Oh, I don't have to to do all this crazy stuff with school." And I finally was able to um, you know, kind of have my world like settle down. And to me, that was the first time that I was able to get back to things that made me happy. Not being so like regimented when it came to a schedule and having to wake up 
when I wasn't ready to and, you know, just having to do everything that was required of me as opposed to doing, you know, waking up in the morning and being like, oh, what do I feel like doing today? So that was the first part of the pandemic. It was just really very much so um, very fun and able to, even though it was really kind of unnerving, not knowing what was happening in the world, in my personal little world, I was at least able to kind of... um, lesson that anxiety and all those things that came with being in my graduate program. And so from there, um, there was about three months, something like that, I think, into the pandemic hit my uh, wedding anniversary with my husband. And so the two of us decided since, you know, the world was shut down, we would do something a little bit different. And so we had signed up for one of Tony Robbins um, webinars. And what I got from that was really beautiful. It was me for the first time really realizing how much fear was dictating my life. And when I realized that it was kind of one of those things what sparked that something within me where I was like, I might need to reevaluate kind of the way I'm living my life. And so anyway, so that was kind of the first spark of, I would say, my spiritual awakening journey was that realization how much fear was kind of driving my life. So uh, fast forward later on that summer, I went to a birthday party actually for some friends and it was a ton of fun. Everyone was enjoying one of the days and I remember like hanging out with everyone and I just had to excuse myself. I didn't know why. Um, But I felt some sort of something, you know, higher than me, if you will, just tell myself to kind of excuse myself from the rest of the party. And so I went upstairs and I kind of overlooked because it was on the ocean. It was really beautiful. And I was looking out over the ocean and I had this overwhelming feeling of emotion come over me and I started crying and I felt I missed home. And it wasn't my physical home, it was my home, like what my soul was connected to. And I wasn't sure, you know, what that meant, but I just started crying and really just releasing. And there was kind of feelings of just peace, but confusion and also um, kind of this, you know, yearning or wanting to know, you know, what is this all about? Why am I feeling this sort of way? And it was a very profound moment for me. And um, quickly after that, you know, I had actually gone out of town um, again with my husband. And when we were out of town, we were staying at this hotel and I woke up in my dream state. So this was actually a lucid dream where I knew I was consciously aware, but I knew that my body was not, my physical body was not up and moving. But in this lucid dream, I, you know, had gotten up and I looked over at my husband. I could see through his body and I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) This is wild and, you know, so confusing. But at the same time, I did have, you know, this anxiousness, like what is happening? I had never been in that lucid state where, you know, I was still conscious. But um, like I said, my physical body wasn't up and moving. It was my soul was up and moving. And the very next night I had another lucid dream and this is where things really turned for me where I was like, okay, there is more to this life than what meets the eye. 
And um, that second dream that I'd had the very next night, I was laying there again and I woke up uh, again, you know, still in this lucid state. So I knew I was still quote unquote, you know, sleeping, if you will, but um, consciously aware. My conscious mind was uh, alert and I had felt this energy kind of come over my body to where I knew I had a presence or something higher or bigger than, than myself that was with me. And it spooked me, I'll be honest. I was very anxious. I'm like, what in the heck is going on here? And so I went to go reach for my husband to wake him up because I was scared. And I felt this energy gently grab my hand and guide my arm down. And I was like, oh my goodness, what was that? But at the same time, I had this peacefulness where I was my... My conscious mind was still like, oh my gosh, you know, my my monkey brain was like, what is happening? But then at the same time, you know, my higher self uh, was definitely at peace with whatever that energy that I felt was. And so it was just completely wild. And, um, you know, from there, I would say the next big thing kind of in my journey. So I had this stuff kind of in the back of my mind and I had shared with one of my friends and I had said, you know, kind of what my experience was with the the lucid dreaming and my mind was going where I'm like, oh, you know, I just, I feel like there's more to this life than just what meets the eye and was talking about, you know, ETs and just um, really just yearning for having this awareness of, you know, what else is out there? There has to be more to this life. And so she had mentioned the name Dolores Cannon. And, you know, you have these points in your life where it's so crazy to me how it's something just a name can completely change the trajectory of your life. And that's how it was for me. And she had mentioned Dolores Cannon and I'd never heard of her before. And for those of you who don't know who Dolores Cannon is, she was a trailblazer in um, the metaphysical realm. She was actually a hypnosis practitioner and she had coined the actual method that's called QHHT. It's quantum healing hypnosis technique. And I myself am actually a QHHT practitioner as well but um she was really a trailblazer in that that modality and just in the metaphysical world you know getting started back in the 60s with her husband but she has um written within her lifetime i think something like 17 or 19 books something like that and so i had started listening to them and it just rocked my world because I'm hearing all of these metaphysical concepts and things like that, that I'm like, holy moly, like there's so much more. And I knew there was so much more, but it's almost like I got the confirmation that I needed just to really kind of dive deep and really expand my mind. And that was really just what her experience was, you know, having people in this, you know, um, hypnosis state and having other lifetimes and all these other crazy metaphysical things coming through. And even in my experience with um, some of my clients, it's just, it blows your mind, you know, to hear some of the information that comes through. But it's it's so cool because it, it just gives that confirmation to know that there's so much more to be explored in this life that we don't even know about or are just learning about um, collectively as well as on an individual level. 
And so, you know, I started listening to her books and then, you know, fast forward after things started opening back up, I did land a job that I thought was, you know, my dream job. I got it in the location I wanted and um, I was able to, you know, start my career as a school psychologist with elementary uh kiddos, which I loved little kiddos, still do. Um, you know, I miss I miss them, but not the job itself. Um, so, you know, I thought that I had it all, all figured out, if you will. And what was funny is that's when I had my first dark night of the soul. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that term, it's really just that shadow work. It's kind of diving deep within yourself and figuring out, kind of shining that light on those those darker places like okay, the first time that I was really like, I got to be real with myself. I have to kind of be as authentic um, and true to who I am in order to get through this. But it really rocked my world because it was such a challenging job um, emotionally. It was definitely a gift because um, if I wasn't as uncomfortable as I was, I would have never have left and never have gotten to where I am now and still have so much more to go. But um, it was definitely one of those careers where I was like, okay, this is nothing like I thought that it would be. Also working for a system has, as we know, a lot of our systems are kind of going through, you know, figuring out and breaking the old ways because the old ways just really aren't suited to this new way of being. And so for me, I felt a big kind of conflict being in a system type government job or position where, you know, there was a lot of labeling, which I just didn't like, you know, but that's just kind of what the system provided. And so there's all these things where I'm just like, what? Like, I don't subscribe to this. Um, but you know, your hands are tied in a lot of, a lot of these things. And so it was just very stressful and very much so took away and dimmed my light, um, if you will. And so this put me into a really dark space of depression and anxiety. And because of that, you know, at one point I was definitely suicidal, and that was kind of, you know, me in my darkest trenches, just being like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I, I work so hard to get to this place. I have it and it is nothing like I expected. And I really didn't know what to do, you know? And so what I did have, the light in the darkness, if you will, was really listening to Dolores's books because I would have to be in traffic on my way to and from work at SoCal. So, you know, I made the best of my situation and I started listening to her books um, to and from work. And it was almost like I had this little escape to this world that just spoke to me and just felt like home. And it allowed me to kind of get through my day. And I would listen to these, um, you know, different stories of these different people and be like, gosh, you know, I wish I could get one of these sessions or I would find or catch myself, which I laugh now, like, I wish I could be one of these practitioners, you know, this is so cool. But of course, that was a part of my shadow work, which I have learned, um, was, you know, I would definitely not believe in myself. Again, like I said before, I wouldn't believe it until I saw it. So it was just kind of just you know, making myself like more small, like, oh, there's, you know, I don't know if I could ever do that or being too scared to step outside of my comfort zone is really what it was. But I got to such a dark space and, you know, I was just 
working to be able to have the weekends and then on the weekends like it would just be drinking and you know trying to escape and trying to have a plan and then I would go from that place of being like that girl that was just like escaping to where then I'd be like you know hungover or just have be so anxious bound and have the Sunday scaries before I would go to work on Monday and I was just like in this perpetual cycle of just loathing, complete loathing. And um, it was really a very hard time for me until, um, you know, I realized I have to do something about this. And being within and familiar with the psychology realm, I was very just kind of like, uh, I don't know if therapy is really the right thing for me. And the reason being was because I didn't like the whole concept of, you know, um, hey, you know, your hour's up, see you next week. Like, but what if you get to a breakthrough and, you know, you, you need to still talk to someone and what really turned me off by it. But as I know now, it was really, you know, my, the universe, you know, providing for me is I went to reach out, um, and see someone. And when I called, they basically were like, oh, you know, we'll get you in in two weeks. And I'm just like, okay, but what if, you know, I wanted to do something to myself? Like it's already hard enough to call somebody, let alone to just be turned down and say, we'll get you in when we can get you in. And to me, it just really kind of lit a fire under my butt where I was just like, you know what, forget this. And don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, therapy is wonderful and it definitely serves its place. And I'm very happy for those that it works for. I just knew for me, I wanted something more on the spiritual side and I definitely wanted something um, that was, you know, out of the scope of what I kind of was already familiar with. And so that's why I decided to end up signing up for a QHHT session. And I just had the most amazing, wonderful practitioner I could have ever have asked for. She was so gentle and so kind and so welcoming. And to me, that's really kind of what I needed. But um, I also realized that I went into that session where I was still very much so not used to talking about myself and in such depth that I was still kind of holding back. And so um, through my own session, you know, I kind of left being like, I was so aware, like, are you supposed to be like that? But then I was judging it. And so to some degree, I kind of dismissed it for a little while as to thinking, you know, I don't know if it worked for me or if it didn't. Like I had these things kind of come through, but I don't know. And it wasn't until the synchronicities after my session had happened that I was like, okay, now I get it. I understand now. And um, this is true for a lot of people that I talk to where they say, you know, it's a lot of the the synchronicities that have happened after their session. And so for me, um, I was, it was a couple months later driving to work, still in that same headspace, but listening to my Dolores books um, and they were coming to an end. And it's so funny because I'm kind of having that almost like weird synchronistic kind of moment right now as I remember having them end and then being like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever tell my story. And here I am. So it's kind of funny how it's come around full circle. But 
um, the, the books were ending and I was like, I wonder, I, I can't have this in. You can't tell me that it's over. You know, I need more. I need to learn more. Um, and through her book, she had mentioned her daughter, Julia. And so I was like, well, I knew Dolores had passed. So I was like, maybe her daughter has a podcast or something. And sure enough, she did. Um, it was called the metaphysical hour. And so I put it on and the first episode that I heard was this gal. She was from, um, I want to say Australia. And she was talking all about her life story. And I resonated with it wholeheartedly. She was saying how she switched jobs. And like, see, I'm getting the, the goosebumps. I'm like, oh my God, girl, you are speaking my language. Like she had switched all these jobs, you know, kind of that lost little, you know, nomad, just trying to figure it out. And you know, the highs and lows and somehow, some way her path led to QHHD and she became a practitioner and she never looked back. And through my own QHHT session, I, my higher self, my subconscious had um, stated that I would become a QHHT practitioner. And it was as if a light bulb just went chink. And I was like, well, I'm supposed to be a QHHT practitioner, <laughs> you know, because when I had first heard it from my session, I'm like, I don't think so. You know, I went through all of my masters and I'm here and I have this job and it's, you know, security and job security and who cares that I'm miserable as hell, you know, because that's kind of the conditioned mind that I had where misery is quote unquote normal, which it's not. Um, but that's what I was accustomed to is being completely miserable and thinking, well, that's what everyone else does. So I guess that's what I have to do. And I hear this and it was just, again, it was like the perfect timing at the perfect moment for me to hear that information again and for it to resonate. And it was just like that little puzzle piece that fit and it turned on and illuminated me. And what's funny is um, right after that, another practitioner that had come on and he talked about how he had worked with a mother that was pregnant and the baby came through in the session and spoke to her mom and had basically said how, you know, this is how you can help raise me. I'm, you know, going to basically have all these gifts. And it was just the most beautiful, profound thing. And what was really crazy to me um, hearing this and where it just resonated was I was working in the schools and I was like, I feel as if when we're you know, in the schools, like we're just trying to figure out how could we make the child fit the school program as opposed to really, you know, having it be the other way around. And but it was just really in the school environment, it felt very backwards to me, um, where it's kind of that whole, you know, sit down and follow the program and just do all this work. And if you have this label of, you know, your attention is off or this or that, then basically it's a problem, you know, and we need to have a program that makes you, you know, fit the mold. And none of us fit the mold, right? You know, we're all these beautiful, individual, gorgeous creatures. And, you know, we need to have that be enhanced and that be at the forefront. So it was just really wild hearing this this child's soul come through in this session. And it was just like, again, I was all, you know, I could help in such a different way that's completely non-traditional, but in as wild and crazy, if you will, that it sounds comparative to the old way, um, it also felt very normal to me. And it felt more like, hmm, this is different. I like this. I kind of want to explore this area. So that's really when, um, you know, I had that, again, aha moment 
moment that was just like, all right, I need to switch gears and I'm going to become a practitioner. And so I had decided to leave that job. And I just want to tell people out there who are kind of seeing this as being something that resonates with them where, you know, you're in a job that you do not like and you know you need to switch things up. It is scary and I know that. I mean, I felt every bit of those fears, but there is a quote that I actually just heard the other day and it's so true. It's like on the other side of fear is this feather bed that's going to catch you and it's true. I mean, it is not easy, but there's so much more to this life that you can explore as long as you, you know, kind of get out of your own way and I mean, that to me, I'm still trying to explore that. And don't get me wrong, I still a thousand percent have my moments, but it was definitely the best thing I could have ever done for myself because I would have never have seen what I'm made of. I would have never been able to really challenge myself and see, you know, where does my journey continue if I settled for the comfort of that paycheck and the comfort of just having this whole kind of, I guess, trajectory kind of planned out for me. And don't get me wrong, for some people that works for them. And I'm like, you know what, as long as you're happy, really, that's the only thing that matters at the base of it. But if you have that kind of burning desire inside of you to switch gears and to really see what you're made of, do it, you know, and you'll be amazed by how many beautiful things kind of open up and doors that open up for you and truly you are provided for in such a big way. There is something bigger than all of this. As we all know, you know, we're all a part of this collective consciousness and we are always divinely provided for. But I think one of the biggest factors of this game of life to get over is getting over our own fears, which are our blocks that block us from, you know, being able to kind of continue on and to see what else is out there. And so, you know, from that moment, I was able to really just be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm so fortunate that I have such a supportive husband who really helped me to be able to, you know, have that support system that I needed in order to, to do this. And so moving forward from there, I started all of my QHHT classes and all that stuff. And, you know, I would say that that's kind of the the honeymoon phase of after that first dark night of the soul where it was just kind of like all this exciting stuff that was happening in my life. And um, I was able to actually really just kind of expand my mind more so um, into this whole spiritual work, which I was like, right on, this is like so amazing. Everything is kind of working itself out. Um, but, you know, from that, like I started to realize, you know, there was other things kind of going on that my higher self had in store for me. And one of those was I started to tune in a little bit more to kind of my emotions and things like that because things were just like not lining up and one of them was my implants so I used to have breast implants and I started to realize that they were making me sick and how that journey kind of started was just my stress response was just super gnarly like if it was a normal stressful situation I would just respond but just like zero to 60 real quick 
And it's funny, around that time, I had started to get some dreams as well, where my implants and my dreams were making me sick. And a big part of my spiritual journey has been dream communication. So um, there's actually a book I'll put in the show notes that I started to use when I was journaling and meditating. Um, If I'd remember my dreams, I'd write them down and I'd use the dream book, I believe it's what it's called, to kind of see, you know, what are the messages or things that they were trying to communicate with me. And this is how my higher self communicated with me and still does, actually. And so I had, you know, found out like through my dream state and like that communication that I was like, okay, my implants are making me sick. And so fast forward, I finally got to the place where I was like, okay, I need to have this surgery. And that was a part of the letting go, you know, that was definitely a big part of that kind of leading into what was this year um, of that second dark night of the soul work. And the difference between the first one and then the second one that kind of started this year was the first one, I was still in that kind of old way of thinking where I was like, oh, I made a big decision and I switched it up. Okay, we're all good now. Like, I made it. Like, it's fine. Like, everything else is going to be honky-dory. Kind of those rose-colored lenses, if you will. (laughs) And little did I know there was a lot more in store for me. And so I had basically had the implant thing. That was kind of what started the second Dark Night of the Soul stuff where I started diving even deeper. And I never really did that too much before, um, before it was really kind of more surface. It was like, oh, I can help everyone else, but I didn't want to look at myself. You know, um, I would make some of those big decisions like leaving my job. That was a really big decision. I'm so happy and grateful that I had the courage to do that, but I thought, oh, that's it. Okay. And now I can just help everyone else and we'll just live at this happy kumbaya life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Leanne, it's so endearing, but yeah, no, (laughs) there's a lot more in store, um, for you as I found out. And so having that surgery was kind of the first start of it and why it was the first start of it was my journey of just really kind of listening to myself and really kind of diving into, okay, what is my body trying to communicate with me? And I started listening to other books and really just kind of, you know, picking and and listening to kind of what resonated with me. And one of the things that I had heard and I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true, is that your body is really a GPS system for you. And so your emotions are going to respond to things in order for you to listen and tune in. And so that was kind of happening at the same time. So it was almost like I was, when I'm saying tuning in, I was tuning into where is the physical, you know, and emotional and what is it trying to express to me, if you will. And also, you know, this is also a part of your higher self speaking to you. So me being able to have the physical element of the implants, you know, making me sick was a part of it, but it was also helping me tune into my body as well. And, you know, when I had finally made that, that decision to get them out, it was the time after that where everything, all of the doors in my life just felt like I was on standstill. And for me, this was definitely a very hard thing to accept. Um, I was so used to just being go, 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 go. Mind you, you know, I had been in school forever, felt like 
well, basically felt like my entire life. Um, and then as soon as school, you know, ended, there was that little stint of the pandemic where I was able to kind of, you know, get back to the basics, if you will. But then as soon as things started opening up, the school started opening back up, I'd got that other job and then it was right into the ring of fire again. And then from there, you know, I decided, oh, I'm going to quit my job. And so I got right into, you know, getting my classes for QHHT and learning that modality and having clients and all of that. And so this is the first time that my entire world had to truly be shut down. There were so many things kind of happening at once, but it was all the internal side. So like I had said, the first time around, it was like really just making that decision to start living my life authentically and follow my soul's mission. That was kind of my first dark night of the soul shadow work type of stuff, really listening to what does Leanne want with her life? What do I feel called to doing? So that was the first phase. The second phase was really like, okay, girl, so what is hiding in those little nooks and cranny of your of your soul that we need to just like spring clean and get out and let them surface and really heal from and transmute, you know, these types of things. And so that's what's kind of transpired this year um, with the second part. So, you know, I was healing from the surgery and I couldn't do what I used to do, which was okay, then I'll just go out and I'll just go with friends or I'll just have another event that I go to. It was like all of that stopped and I had to really sit with myself and that was so uncomfortable and confusing. But at the same time, it's like I realized at some point, I don't really know what the 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 point was that I got to where I was like, I really have to lean in, but I just, I just did. I ended up just leaning into it and really kind of asking those higher level questions. And a big part of that too, was me coming to terms with the fact that I had to get my own answers for my own self. I couldn't get them from anyone else. I couldn't outreach to anyone in the sense of saying like, what should I do or how do I do this? And so a part of this journey has really been me diving in deeper to really figuring out, you know, where are my answers? And I will say from experience, we do have all of our answers from within us, but you have to be willing to do that work. And what do I mean by doing that work? The things that really make you uncomfortable are usually those indicators that's trying to get your attention. You know, when you really dive into those areas that make you uncomfortable, whether it be relationships or whatever it is, those are where a lot of your answers lie. And that's kind of been what has taken me to this place of where I am right now has been just really diving into what are Leanne's needs, you know, how do I see fit and not outsourcing, getting my information wholeheartedly. I feel like, yes, you will get breadcrumbs when you need them. So there's going to be things that you listen to. Maybe there's things in this podcast where you're like, ah, that's an aha moment, or that's a little breadcrumb, or that's a synchronicity um, that I needed in order for you to find the answers. But from my own experience, you they have to resonate with you and you have to be able to dive within yourself in order to know what the next step is. And another thing that, you know, really stood out to me kind of having this 
okay, like I, I'm starting to kind of see or understand how this works is being comfortable with not having 10 steps ahead. You really have to be comfortable with surrender. And I know for some people that I've talked to, the whole notion of surrendering just seems either really uncomfortable or kind of scary or just like, what the heck do you mean? And what it's basically saying is that you really just let go of the control of being like, I have to have all the answers in order for me to move forward. It's really just you being able to say, okay, maybe I don't have all the answers, but I will get what I need when I need it. And I will listen to that next step. And once I get there, then we'll feel it out and see, okay, universe, what's going to be the next one and so on and so forth. And that's been a huge part that I've had to really accept is just not knowing it. I used to think I was really helping myself by planning everything, planning out my life, planning out X, Y, and Z, planning out my fun, planning, planning, planning. But the more I did that, the more I just kind of put my my claws into this control beast that I had with inside of myself that um, was really navigating. And, you know, even with this podcast in itself, I'll be completely honest with you, I was so scared to do it and so, you know, fearful of like, gosh, will anyone even care what I have to say? Or is it going to really help people? I mean, because that's really what I want to do is be able to help people. But that in itself is such a beautiful gift to show people that, hey, you know what? I don't have all the answers. I don't have, you know, the magic recipe of what's going to get you through in your life. But maybe just maybe I will have one breadcrumb or one little thing that can help inspire something within yourself in order to, you know, start your own journey or to continue on your own journey or give you hope to know that no matter what, you are going to be okay. And even though life has definitely its challenges, Lord, I have cried enough tears to fill the gosh damn ocean, but I am that person that wears my heart on my sleeve. Um, And so it is good to have that support system, you know, around you. But I mean, one thing that I've realized is that I as much as I have such a beautiful support system, I really have to be my own support system as well. Accept that help and welcome it and embrace it when you feel it's deemed necessary to let that in, but also not um, have that be the only thing that carries you through. You will always find your answers to carry you through. I promise you that. And even if it's not the way that you thought that it would be, somehow, some way, it will work itself out in a more beautiful, profound way than you ever thought imaginable. That's what it's been in my experience. And um, I hope that it's the same for you. And so that's why, you know, I really just wanted to kind of do something that is like I said, out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, um, with starting this podcast, another part of my journey that I felt like I, I was yearning for something was that sense of community. And I thought, you know what? I mean, let's see what kind of community I can start just by starting this podcast because I want you to know that you are not alone. This is a very personal experience going through our own ascension or spiritual journey, whatever it is that you feel accustomed to calling it. Um, It is a very personal one. However, when you meet those people along the way that give you just that piece of something that you needed to keep moving on or to keep moving forward or just to feel heard, 
that to me has been such a golden gift that I have been so grateful for. And that's where, you know, I really hope that this is what this podcast can do is just give people that sense of hope that there is always hope. You know, there is always going to be that light at the end of the tunnel. And it's okay if it's a tiny little eensy weensy little speck of light. As long as it's there's that, then you're like, all right, you know what? I can get through the trenches of whatever that is, um, that it is that I'm going through. So I really um, am just honored to be here with you guys. I'm honored to share my story and to share my experiences and to also equally hear your guys' experiences. You know, I would love to hear from each and every single one of you um, if you would like to leave any sort of, you know, comments, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, I'll leave all that information in the show notes for you guys so you know how to get a get a hold of me and just to please uh, reach out because you know what, in these times that are completely just uncharted in some ways, but um, the biggest thing that I feel really gets people through is that sense of community. And, um, you know, this is something that I really hope that this podcast can explore and to build is that sense of community. And just so you know that you're not alone on this journey and we're in it together. So anyways, that's going to conclude us for today. I wish all of you guys a beautiful rest of your day with whatever you're doing. And I look forward to seeing you guys next time. This episode was brought to you by QHHTofficial.com. Hello, my beautiful, soulful tribe, Leanne here. So as I mentioned in the show, I am a QHHT level two practitioner and QHHT is a modality that really helped me along my own spiritual path, helping me to find myself for the first time and also playing a very pivotal part in my soulful journey. Now, this safe process of hypnosis healing allows you to really unfold facets of yourself that may have been previously holding you back in life. And it has been such an honor dedicating my own life to helping others along their spiritual journey through using this specific modality. So if you want to learn more about QHHT, you can visit them at QHHT qhhtofficial.com and there you can search for a practitioner in your local area or if you're like myself and you want to turn your passion for spirituality into a career and learn how to help others through this beautiful technique you can receive a 10% discount for signing up for your level one online course by using the special link located in the show notes along with the code spread love